A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn but are so grateful that we did. So there are moments in our lives that are cornerstones. Sometimes we feel them coming, sometimes we realize what's happening in the moment, and sometimes it takes us a minute to digest before we realize the magnitude of the situation. My guest Vanessa Maria and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so... Well, as far as we know, in this moment, it is post-2010 is what we've just established. Um, and if you went to school around that time, you will know what it was like. It was, I mean, look, school at any time is weird, but my God, going to school in like the mid noughties sort of around, around then was a real clusterfuck of emotion. <laughs> but it is, it is post-2010 and we are in year nine, which is, if we've got any international listeners, I don't know when that is. Felipe? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Um, and obviously a very, very difficult time in life. It's a strange time when we're changing a lot. Um, it is the school year. We're not sure when, but we may come to that. But in this moment, why do you think you've got no friends? So as you so lovely introduced the idea of school, <laughs> okay, it was a difficult time. It was like guess adolescence you're growing up mm-hmm. and probably this moment in my life has is been like the most instrumental to who I've become and like where I'm going and when I look back and you're like oh wow that was probably the moment where things changed mm-hmm. um it was the moment when I me and my family well me and my mom my sibling were evicted from our house while I was at school right. um so it was really it was it was like a very like 
turbulent time. Um, so we were homeless for a little stretch and then we ended up living with my mum's colleague. And it, I just remember vividly my mum writing on, like, they used to be a, um, a teaching assistant and they'd write on, like, the primary, in the primary school, like, chalk, chalkboard, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, in, like, an office and wrote, can you house me and my children? And I was like, oh, this is, this is real. Like, you know, you would have, you're like, whoa, this is, like, my life. Like, yeah. It's kind of, like, crazy. So I think that was the moment. And so I was in year nine. Um, I guess you were preparing for, like, GCSEs at that point, which is, like, exams that you take at that, that schooling year. And I just remember feeling like, I remember at the time, you like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna be a moment in my mm. life. And like, it really, it really was. Mm. I think it was like having to like leave all your stuff. Like, I think this idea of like abandoning your things, but then also feeling like a little bit abandoned from just like your environment and just, I guess, like care as well. So I think that's something that I've definitely worked through a lot in, in therapy. And when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that was a moment where, I felt so alone, I stayed. And yeah, actually, I felt like I didn't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I was like, wow, this is like very, very real and very like, I guess, strange to say, but also like, like a good thing. Yeah. Because it made me really appreciate what I have. Yeah. Like, it, re- it really did. And it, it pushed me to like work hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't, I, instead of basically going out and partying, which, um, not that I wish I did, but I feel like, I don't know, who knows what's going to be. In year nine. Don't know what, what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of Vanessa that would have been. And maybe more like expressive, but I think I I went inside myself a little bit more, internalised a lot of things. But then I also just like focused all my energy on like um, completing my exams and yeah. like I bashed out like all my A-levels, DCCs. Like I was just like books every day, yeah. um, which I'm very grateful for. But yeah, I just, so that's why it was good because it, it did make me focus and it was an escape like that work. I think work addiction probably would fit it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, well, wow. It's like, it's when you were sort of that age, in childhood, because I mean, like, you're 13, you're still a kid. Yeah. 14, still a teen, you're a baby. And you hit these moments where things happen. And it, it still happens in adulthood that you go, like, oh, this is. This this feels really big, but surely it's it's not going to be big. Like it's like, this is fine. This this isn't going to be huge. And then you suddenly come like come to this realization of going, oh, actually, this is a milestone. This is something. This is like a, a I don't know, a big pin we put yeah. in my map of life that I'm really going to remember. And that's quite frightening. Yeah. To go, oh, the realization of understanding that something is quite monumental, and going how how are we going to move past this and how is this going to affect what comes next? How yeah. is this going to inform? And having that understanding, like, as a child or that, that, that awareness, that must have been really, like, really, really scary. It I mean, was. It, it was scary. I think it was... Um, I think... I, do you know what? I remember thinking, like, oh, this is going to affect me later on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I did start at the time. It, and I was like, oh, I can't wait till I get older. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to find this whole crux and it's going to end me. <laughs> but That's I, such a great way of putting it. I think so at the time, it obviously affected me, but I don't think, I think I was 
it didn't hold me back yeah, as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't maybe realise that all the coping mechanisms that I was, like, engaging with mm. were coping mechanisms. Yes. I just thought it was just who I was. But they come across, yeah. like, it's, it's strange. They, um, they're things, I think, that you maybe turn to in terms of, like, work and putting and pushing yourself in that respect um, can appear as these, like, really positive things. And, of course, they are. They are really, really positive and they're amazing. Um, but also can be <laughs> quite detrimental to your mental health. 100%. Um, but uh, we had a uh, mental health activist campaigner, Ben West. Ben West. Um, he's an amazing, amazing guy. And he talks about uh, his um, younger brother uh, took, his, took his own life um, when he was a teenager. And he said that his response to that, that this milestone in his life was to campaign, was to be an activist, was to throw himself into that. And he said the line between me doing that and someone else turning to drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism is really thin. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to fall on that side of it. Yeah. It was just my coping mechanism. It's the way that I dealt with it. And people and it's and it's seemingly and it seems so much more beneficial, which of course it is, but um it's a it's a coping mechanism. Yeah. It's a coping mechanism. And it's still a way of you know, distract and not distracting. I don't know if distracting is the right word, but you know, being able to move past something. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I completely relate to that. And for me, it definitely translates in a sense of self worth. Mm-hmm. I think as I've got older, I've realised that actually I'm getting so much like a sense of like like worthiness from the work that I'm doing. But I need to find that um, within myself. Yeah. And I think as I've got older, I've really like started to like struggle with this idea of like who I was yeah. outside of like my trauma and obviously like the trauma is a part of my experience but what would I be interested interested in like what would I what would I want to do and what would I don't know what would I do if these things didn't happen for me yeah and I think sometimes maybe it's like redundant to ask that because what if is like a what if but then it, it always makes me think about like it helped it helped me to navigate like this addiction to that work and that's that sort of side of things because I started to think like okay I can still engage in work and I, I just need to be like very like aware of my belief around what I'm doing so yeah in, instead of just like doing the work because I'm like okay and I, I need to do this work I have I know that okay I have the belief that I need to do it I don't actually need to do it I want to do it yeah and like being very mindful in like how I'm engaging in things that I want want or accolades and that mm. sort of sense of achievement mm. um and I think as I've got now I'm at the point where I'm like that's what I'm working on. Yeah. And I can take a take a step back and slow down a little bit, whereas before it was yeah. like, a, it was, that was like my lifeline. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, um, it gets to the point when you sort of only really understand yourself by what other people are saying about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, like going, oh, people are saying that like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this really amazing thing. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm I must be. <laughs> amazing. Um, but it... it yeah, the uh, when you sort of don't know who you'll be without um, this exterior thing mm. is it's really frightening when you when you go like, oh gosh, what if I was just like left? <laughs> what if what if I was just on a farm in Iceland? <laughs> you know, animal. Well, I mean, without without the ice cream and the cheese, like, what what would it be like? Um, and the idea of that is so frightening for so many of us, which is why we so many of us like throw ourselves into something. Um, whether that's, you know, work or exercise or on the flip side of things being um, drugs and alcohol, it's, uh, 
yeah, it's a, it's a very it's a very scary thing feeling that you're going to be left alone with your feelings. Um, that's what they say about sobriety is they say the good news is you get your feelings back, the bad news is you get your feelings back, mm-hmm. which is so fucking true. <laughs> I mean, what addiction is escape from pain really? Isn't oh. it? Like that's <laughs> I was going to go out and stand first. <laughs> it's it's not good. Yeah. Um, so what what happened um, in for that? You you guys were homeless for a little bit. Um, where where did you stay? Somewhere where you homeless? Did you stay in um, a hostel? No, so I was lucky. I stayed with my friend. So okay. I was staying with like different friends okay. for a little bit. Um, and yeah, which which I'm really grateful for. But obviously, also it's quite strange. Yeah, because <laughs> I I think at the time I didn't actually. Um, I think my mom would have conversations with like the parents. Yeah. But I would say to my friends, I'm like, oh, um, I'm just having like a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah. On that school night? Yeah. I was just like so embarrassed. Yeah. Like I was so deeply embarrassed about what was happening. And so I didn't, I didn't speak about it. Yeah. Um, And, but I only spoke about it with like my, one of my really close friends. Mm -hmm. And the only way I could navigate that as well, again, was through humour. And I remember texting, I don't even know if I had a text still. Probably not, no, it was an old phone. But I remember, (laughs) that's pretty I remember she texted me. I was like, "Hello, guess what, girl?" I was like, "I'm getting, I'm getting evicted, and I'm homeless." But don't worry because my Wikipedia page is gonna be lit. <laughs> I literally remember doing that, and I just thought it was so funny. And that I, is funny. I know, I know, but like it was just. I was just, when I look back, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "It's okay to process sometimes." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, oh my god, you were so desperately <laughs> trying to like make this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any means necessary. Yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> one week with you just gonna do it. There's gonna be a little, you know, the little like drop down bit, you know, like, 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 like really difficult to struggle. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this this is part of my story now. But um, <laughs> I think, I think, it, um, yeah, I think that that side of things helped me to understand that like, processing your emotions is. Mm extremely helpful so very very helpful as yeah. um as hard as it is because it is not an easy it, it is not for the faint of heart my god like it's it takes so much courage um to process anything um so my favorite expression at the moment i keep saying it people are probably sick of it but the um i always say this stuff is always like going on a bear hunt but you know you can't go over it you can't go around it you can't go under it you gotta go through it. Um, you do, and you do have to go through it to come out the other side. And sort of any way around might sort of, you know, be like, oh, maybe this could work. But essentially, you're always going to have to go through it at some point. That's so true. I, I think I used to, I did this thing for ages where I would try and make peace and heal really quickly because mm. um, I thought that that was like my key to success. Sure. So I would, um, I was, for example, my parents. I remember being in like third year of university and I sat them down individually and I was like okay you know I forgive you for everything and I feel like we just need to have a healthy relationship and it's so great yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything's great like yeah. you know, <laughs> this is so fun oh my god this is amazing <laughs> what is it going yeah and I was just like I'm gonna forgive myself for everything yeah. you know? and then you know as I've got older and I was like why does this still bother me and yeah like, I, you know working through therapy and purpose is like you have not you've skipped the most Important stage, which yeah, is yeah. processing and especially processing anger. Yes, and that's something that that's I scary. found yeah, yeah really hard to yeah. do. Um, so and being able to like actually grieve yeah. something yeah. and the loss um, and feel those emotions. Mm. So I think that's been 
yeah, that's been really important. It's so funny. It's like, I don't know if you've watched the American Office as avidly as I have, but there is there is a moment when Steve Carell, Michael Scott, in the American Office goes, he's bankrupt, and he stands up and goes, I declare bankruptcy. Yeah. And someone goes, you know, you can't, you have to like do it, you can't just say it. <laughs> and someone's going, I forgive you. Yeah. I forgive myself. I've said the word, so it's done. And it's like not that at all. I had no comprehension that healing is like a lifelong process. Oh, yeah. yeah. I literally just thought, it was like, okay, I'm going to heal for this week. Boom. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, whoa, this stuff is, um, it's not, it's not surface level. Um, and, the, and also like, you know, people always speak about the idea of it not being linear. And mm. that's like also difficult to like grapple with, especially when it comes and triggers you in certain instances or like yeah. the way that trauma just works as being enough, like a wound. Yeah. Like it's it's hard. And you never know how it's going to sprout up. Right. And it's, um, and every so often it comes in like the weirdest way, some mm. way that you never anticipated. Yeah. And then you have this response and it's often only in like hindsight that when you've calmed down to go, oh, 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 I understand where that was coming from. Shit. And I, I didn't ever conceive that this was going to be something I had to worry about happening. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it is, and it is ridiculous. It does sort of feel like two steps forward, one step back, and so much of the time. We were talking about this earlier, the, uh, like, it, as much as there are things doing and the work is done and the healing is done, um, I still have, like, like I was saying before, these long spreads of time where the, I, the anxiety is so bad that I, or the depression, like, is so bad where I, I can't move. And it's, and it's and it's so upsetting. So, like, I thought, I thought you were past, come on! And it's so, it's like the anger of it and the frustration going, not again. But it just does kind of happen. And it sucks. But having a name for it and going, oh, I know what this is. Hello, hello, old friend. Yeah. Does, even though your nervous system doesn't go, oh, yeah, and then get rid of it. Still feel it. But at least you can go, hey, what's up? Hi, hi, it's you again. You'll be sitting in my sitting room for the next few days. (laughs) Want to play some Hogwarts Legacy? <laughs> cool. Must really Let's do it. Get on in it. Um, yeah, it's uh, coping with humour is something I think so many people can relate to as well because mm. I've done that so much of the time. Um, and it's like, it's, and it does work because mm. it, and it also makes it easier for other people. Yeah, and if you're someone who's sort of gone, I need to make everything like I need to make everything as easy as possible, and mm-hmm. so everything okay for everyone else. Um, and that thing that you were saying about uh, you know sitting your parents down and going, I forgive you. Whoa, let's <laughs> let's go. Then yeah. it's a way in my mind of going, if I if I take away their responsibility, they they don't need to worry about that anymore. That's done. That's fine. I can take that and I can control it. Mm. And boom, boom, we'll move forward. Don't worry about that, Jen, anymore. I'll mm. take that off your hands. Um, and it feels, I think it's somebody who's not in that so many people do it, it feels like really progressive and like, whoa. And then you're kind of like, oh, shit, I've got so much stuff. Yeah, I'm holding on to a lot. <sighs> yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's too heavy. I didn't learn my lesson until actually um, I went for a really bad breakup mm. and I realised that in that instance, it wasn't as easy as just 
being able to like control the you know yeah you really, you really can't <laughs> family you can't either but there's family it's like you know sometimes there's still there's still like they're, a kind, of, they're kind of like he in the periphery you know yeah, 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 yeah. whereas like it's just a random i mean it's a stranger at the end of the day that you met and then yeah. you became close to they yeah. they can just go yeah. back to being a stranger goodbye and goodbye you know yeah. and that's when i was like oh yeah damn like and it was so hard to let go yeah i really tried to just i just need to make this right and get this closure and then boom like we can just move forward yeah like, yeah have, yeah, have yeah. relationships moving forward yeah. and it took so much time for me to to make peace of that oh 100 like, because they just disappear into the forest taking yeah. a piece of you with them and you're like hey i need that back <laughs> i need it i need that back but i don't know where you've gone in yeah. this wilderness especially if it's been any sort of like chaotic or like toxic relationships mm-hmm. which is particularly like difficult to navigate when when did uh, that breakup happen about three three years ago now and it's still it still is like such a it can it's very triggering because it like you spoke about your relationship it was also quite mm. emotionally abusive mm. and those sort of things and so I really relate to to that and just mm. like I think I've lost a lot of self-worth and like that self-esteem and it just took it, it's this is an ongoing journey yeah it's an ongoing journey but i think the main thing that i learned from that is being able to be that source of like validation for myself i think that was the main thing i think seeing having like an external person and like seeing them as like that yeah. that bridge or that person who can like solve all my problems and yeah. like you know one wave of one then all my loneliness and problems are gone and yeah. that's also a lot of pressure and expectations put on someone else but also like that wasn't healthy for me because once that was gone, yeah. it was really, yeah, I was gone. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I had to read like this, I went through this whole love addiction, that book. And have you read it? Oh no. I read Women Who Love Too Much. Oh, okay. um, I never read that one. And then uh, Codependent No More as well. Oh, okay. So, we, but like lots of love addiction is, is something that I think so... Many women, maybe there are a lot of people aren't like full blown love addicts, but I think a lot of them, women especially, um, I say that in very generalised way, but like uh, have experienced that in some form yeah. because of you know that thing of placing uh, placing all this expectation and future, this like imagined future um, expectation fantasy onto this person, and then when that gets dashed, oh. I, if anyone listening right now is going through a breakup of any sort, I, oh, I, I, every inch of love is coming from my body to you mm-hmm. because that pain is indescribable. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm literally hanging my head. I'm like, oh, I, I was thinking about this earlier this week. I was like, gosh. That was, I don't think I realised how difficult it was until I read over my journal. Oh my and I was like, I was not okay. Yeah, not okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I knew I was like going through a difficult time. But yeah. when I was reading my thoughts, I was like, oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, was, I scared myself. Like, I, I, literally, yeah, I literally scared myself. I was like, and I called my friend who was helping me the most. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I was read for my journal. And I was like, I was not okay. And she was like, it was a difficult time, but yeah, yeah. we made it through. <laughs> we made we made it through. It was it was robbed for a minute, but yeah. we made it through. It is it, it, it's you're so um when things like that happen, you are so unbelievably out of sorts with yourself. But you're sort of not really aware of that because when you're in the midst of it, you're grabbing onto like little moments of like 
clarity and light and peace. Um, and they feel like moments of clarity and light and peace, but actually they're like moments of like slight insanity. You go, oh, this is what I need to do. And this is going to be fine. And, blah, blah, blah. and then you sort of put these beings down into words or you send that message or you do that thing, you cut the fringe. Oh, it's always about cutting a fucking fringe. Or like you go yeah, and like, the hair, it's really, the hair. The hair change everywhere. It, it, there's no one who does not change the hair. Like it's so ridiculous. Even if it's just like, Point it up when you have it down, like yeah, yeah. whatever it is, gonna be very wow. <laughs> Like whoa, like I normally had braids. Yeah. I had braids for like ages, and for a year I didn't have braids, and it was, and I didn't realize, and I was like, oh my god, that, yeah, because I was like, no, the hair thing didn't happen to me. And I was like, wait, oh, <laughs> oh no, it fully did. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, like it's it's always. I don't know why it translates onto hair so much, but it's such a universal thing. It's yeah. So I remember listening to a podcast the other day and one of the women's a hairdresser and uh, she said that like any time a woman comes in going, um, I can't remember, there's a there's a famous, old famous Hollywood actress who had like a very specific haircut and a very specific fringe, like one of those really short fringe, fringes and if someone comes in going, I want a so-and-so haircut, she goes, have you just been through a breakup? And if so, just take 24 hours, for 24 to 48 hours and then come back. Because, honey, <laughs> drastic. It's it's not the time. <laughs> it's not the time. Um, I did it. I had hair down to like um, it was like I could sit on it. My hair was fell off. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, partially like it did start. It it was coming out in like clumps because of stress and and um, and just like everything was happening. Um, so, but. Oh god, this is so bad. When I was in um when I was in rehab just after this uh breakup and I oh my god, why did I think this was I'm now I'm thinking about this for the first time. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. And obviously because we're in rehab, so you're not you things like scissors you have to have permission to mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. Um another girl and me in there decided it would be a really good idea <laughs> if we <laughs> Got a pair of scissors and just chopped all my hair off. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and we did, and it was, it was, it was. You know, like when you look at Barbies, that yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It was literally we did it with like the scissors that you have in reception. Oh no! <laughs> was there any sort of like direct creative direction going on? <laughs> it was so bad, and I came back uh, after rehab and went to the hairdresser, and they were like. What the fuck happened to Um But uh, but yeah, that's when I got my arms and so because I was in the Sydney, I was like, oh no no no, but my hair is late and no, that's not the thing. It was basically the biggest thing. Mm. Um, it, giving it's it's so it's so hard because people say so much. Like, Don't give all of yourself to another human. Don't give away your power. Retain some stuff. But a lot of the time when you're in it, um, doing things for you or doing things away from that other person when you feel so anxiously attached to them, feels so incredibly wrong and uncomfortable that it's it's really hot. It feels just like torture to do it. Mm. Um, and uh, I always get quite annoyed when people say so in this kind of like really brazen fashion, of like, don't give all your power away. Oh, come on. Like, don't. It's like, if you haven't, 
you haven't sort of experienced that, you don't know how fucking difficult it is not to not to do that, and it's like not being able to breathe. Um, yeah, I just I'm really sympathise with that situation. Yeah, it's, that's exactly how it feels. Like. Mm. I mean, I think until you go through it, you don't realise how much like unlearning and work oh, that, it, that there is to do. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that you you can't do that work and then flourish later on in like, yeah. wonderful relationships. And I think that was. It was also like a, the realization that oh maybe I have work to do. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't uh, necessarily think I, I was like yeah I've got to work myself. I didn't actually understand the magnitude of maybe some of the the trauma that I was experiencing and how it was like surfacing and coming up in like my relationship patterns. Yeah, and I also didn't really understand some of the abandonment wounds that I had mm. and like what that meant for like my behavior mm. and how I internalized like just experiences that I've had, especially romantic ones. Mm. So it, it it was like it was eye-opening and it was a very like I guess transitional stage mm. of my life. And mm. I as much as it was so hard, like I think I wouldn't take it back because I've done so much work and I've just I've become more self-aware. Mm. Um which is which is a blessing. Um and also a curse because the pain that comes with those processes and those feelings mm. that are left to that process mm. are, are it's immense yeah <laughs> it's immense but that work is like so worthwhile in my opinion yeah um and when you're ready to take that like plunge because it's it's not at all times where you might be able to do that and have capacity for it because it is it is so vast yeah. and like ongoing you know <laughs> when you start opening the box like it's like Pandora's box yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh my god I love that. <laughs> um but I think I think for, for me it was it was not the sense that it was only helpful in like my relationships, romantic, platonic, whatever, mm-hmm. but it also helped me to have better relationships with other things in my life, whether it was work, whether mm-hmm. it was play, whether it was exercise, whether it was food. Yes. Just being able to like form a healthy habits, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it always it all came down, it all really that like, links to my whole like childhood, early experience. I know people always talk, talk about that, but really understanding those patterns. Um Helped me. Yeah. It was healing. Yeah. 100%. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It, it is a really, really difficult thing to do. As you said, that it's it's fucking gargantuan when you look at the, the state of stuff and how it's like 
It's like, you know, I've got a cupboard under the stairs over there. I don't want to open that cupboard. It's got everything in it mm. and it's in no way organised and the idea of like sorting it out fills me with so much dread that like I can barely breathe. But it will happen at some point when I'm ready. But um, it's... I think what I find helpful is the idea of looking at, looking at everything and just doing it literally one one little bit at a time, one teeny tiny little bit at a time, and it takes as long as it needs to take. Because at the end of the day, anyone who refers to themselves as healed in the past tense, or um, you know, I'm, I, my friend said the other day that they went on a date with someone who said they completed therapy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is, it is just something that goes on and on and on and on. Um, and while that may sound tiring and scary, it's actually really great and really fascinating because it means that we're always growing and always learning mm-hmm. forever, like always, rather than just being like, okay, I'm done now and I shall exist like this. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. No, it will be so boring. I think there's also this like rhetoric around like being broken. Yeah. Um, that I just think, I think we can rephrase that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not necessarily broken people. We've had, experiences yeah we've had traumas we've had to survive mm-hmm. and we've had to like create coping mechanisms in order to like mm-hmm. best <laughs> navigate the world mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean you're broken and I think there's also this this idea of like heat like being healed or um completing therapy I think there's a way of like looking at it where maybe you're now like a wholly integrated person mm-hmm. you know you have your present self but also you've integrated mm-hmm. your maybe like the traumas or your experiences that you've had in the past that you've maybe repressed before and now yeah. you've become integrated. I, 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 mm. prefer, I prefer that because I think those things will always be a part of you. Yeah, 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 um, 100%. And those, those are areas that you can like learn from. Yeah. Um, and revisit if you need to in a way where you're doing that in like a, in a helpful way. Do you know what I mean? Like there's all this inner child work and shadow work and mm. you can, you can, you can revisit in a way that feels like, right yeah and doesn't have to be so traumatic yeah it's like um uh i can't remember the internal family system i think is what it's called um where we have sort of different parts of ourselves um like the the lost child or the um oh my god why can't i think of another one um or the like eating disorder mm. let's just say those things like the eating disorder and the lost child sometimes those two are really at war with each other and it's about being able to have a conversation um those two things have a conversation so I think one of the reasons healing is so difficult is because when you start healing one part of yourself another part goes no <laughs> no stop that mm. and it gets really tricky because it is this sort of jigsaw that you need to put together um in the most harmonious way possible and it will always, you know, things will come up, but it's just a way of, uh, it's just learning. It's, it's it's learning and understanding, really. But fuck me, I look at myself in my early 20s, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What the, what, you, like, I don't want to call myself an idiot, but oh, my, like, you idiot. <laughs> so unbelievably unself-aware. Mm. I'm completely, like, so lost, so desperately looking for attention and affection and just anything that came from outside rather than from within myself and I would do anything anything at all it's just it's so awful to look back on 
also makes a pretty great story. Yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that guy's gonna be so good. <laughs> Emily aged twenty to about twenty six. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry for everyone who knew that time. <laughs> Jesus Lord in heaven. Um, do you know what though? I feel like one thing that um, I remember reading that was really lovely is having grace for yourself extends to others. Mm-hmm. And then you start having more grace for how other people... Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that's, that's what I always think because even when you're speaking, I'm like, oh yeah, me too, like my early teens, I'm like, God damn. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone else who I met who was also okay, I'm like, Shout out to you as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We're all going through it. Man, it's fine. When people, yeah, when people go, oh my God, I did this really embarrassing thing. I am so fine. <laughs> it's, it's all right. And uh, it's, it is, there is this thing of like, this sort of like level of empathy and understanding for other people and grace and great, you know, it's like you're right, grace to yourself. Because um, when someone does something or apologizes for something, of course, I always like hear and accept that apology and be like, Shit, you think that's bad? You know, like it's it's okay. It's okay. We all fucked up, and it's and it's been weird as hell. Um, where did you go to university? Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. It was so it was so nice. It was it was uh it, trans, transitional time as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I grew up in like East, and I grew up in Stepney Green. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really left East London apart from like visiting my family, like Germany and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I wasn't really aware of like different. I don't know, I just thought everyone was, like, the same. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know how to explain it. Because, like, so when I went to university, I didn't realise... Oh, it sounds so weird, but I didn't realise there was, like, a concept of, like, boarding schools and, like, fee-paying schools and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I was, as you can imagine, boom! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really thrown into deep end. I can really, yeah, yeah. If, for people who don't know, Bristol University is... Um, it has actually one of the highest percentages of um, fee-paying students outside of... Oxford and Cambridge, it's like got a high percentage. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah. So yeah, it was. It was. I think the first thing that someone asked me is where did I board, and I was. And what? I, yeah, just like straight off, straight off. Yeah, I, I walked into the hall and I was like, where? Oh, so where did you board? And I was like, um, oh, and at the God. time, there was that 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 song by Beyonce called Seven Eleven. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was like, surfboard, right? And I'm like, good. good. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, like what, like surfboard, like Beyonce. <laughs> God, that was like, so you. sensational. That look, yeah, wow. I was like, okay, I've said something. I can <laughs> say that. I was like, I was like, oh, and I mean, I didn't really realize then, but looking back, I'm like, that was the start of like cultural revolution for me. But mm. I, did, I didn't realize then about that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, it's it's so it's so that transitional time when you go because you've been so completely informed. Like only by what you've experienced and, mm. and for some reason you kind of just grow up in like this and yeah. so then to be put into this situation when there are other people and you're like I didn't even know that was a thing I was there and you have to unlearn so much and be like wait what what um, is going on because I, I went to an all girls boarding school <laughs> yeah, yeah so you, you know you know the vibe <laughs> so, yeah. I know um, and uh, when I got to, do, to drama school it's like the first time it, since I was nine mm. nine ten that i'd ever been like in a classroom classroom with boys mm. and i was like what is this <laughs> what is, are we like are we all meant to like get to like how, how do we do this <laughs> it's um it's this like crazy transitional time where you have to like almost like completely 
tear down the world that you had before to open up for a new one while also like <laughs> in a completely new environment it's really it's 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 crazy it's a crazy crazy time i, I can't get over the fact that someone went where do you want to be like so forth <laughs> no that's also interesting with that idea of like um not i guess having spent time with like boys and stuff mm. in school did it make those experiences like overly sexual when you did you know yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's me as well. So I was, I was, I was already going to do that. But like, um, yeah. But you read into like everything. Okay. And it's called drum school. If anyone out there has been to drum school, you're wearing leotards for ninety percent of the day and basically just all like rolling over each other. Right. It's very confusing. It's a very confusing time. I can only imagine because I feel like I feel like it was. I think it was also hard, just even being in school, just mixed gender school. Yeah. It was already felt like that, so I can't imagine how. It would. So having never been with boys around and suddenly they're in like 16 really good looking men being like what's up yeah <laughs> like, this is fantastic and, and I felt that like in university as well yeah. I felt like that, that extent I felt like okay this is probably the first time people are like really like integrate in um, and what did you study when you were there psychology actually yeah I did psychology yeah it was yeah it was that, do you know what I didn't actually enjoy the course that much Really? Um, no, I, it was very heavy on statistics and mm. I'm not the best at maths. <laughs> so, but it was, it did open my eyes up to a lot of different like, concepts that I've not heard of, especially like social psychology. That was like really informative. I had an amazing teacher called Angela Rowe. I remember her. Shout out. Angela. Oh, and she used to do like lectures on like love mm. and like um, family relationships and like, um, she used to have, I don't know, it was just like so warming and she was like such an amazing lecturer. Mm. And that was when I decided that I wanted to like work on my relationships. Yeah. So it was a time where I was really healed. But I'd also say with university, it was the first time I realised I was black. <laughs> so that was like a, that was like a very, that's what I would say was transitional because I yeah. grew up in Stepney Green. Everyone, well, not everyone, I went to a school that was majority of Bangladeshi, some Bengali, Southeast Asian right. heritage. Um, but, you know, everyone was like a person of colour. Yeah. And when I went to university, I was like, that was the first time when I really noticed the fact that I was like racially different. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, what? I was like, oh, this is, it, and it made me very hyper aware yeah. and hyper, like I was hyper visible, but I also felt very like invisible at the same time. Yeah. Like, being able to vocalise my experience. So I, I think I would say that's why university, on top of like, I guess, class and race and just it being like a very interesting um set up anyway for any person entering adolescence and like yeah. becoming independent it was like a, a time for me to like really grapple with my identity in all in all in all of this yeah. <laughs> in all, all of the various like forms it comes in and suddenly i'm just like this like a like radical understanding yeah um i can't i like i i can i can never imagine what that must be like stepping into an environment and suddenly feeling so like you said so exposed and yet so uh, like unseen I guess yeah it was it was such a strange I can't when I think about it I'm like it was so it was too much yeah it's a very strange like experience I think the only thing I can it's like a deep sense of isolation but like imagine that everyone's like kind of staring at you while you're isolated yeah because you're disconnected but everyone knows you're disconnected yeah well. yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know so it, it's almost like awful yeah. <laughs> kind of was like oh you're alone and everyone's like <laughs> 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 and I 
I'm like, oh gosh, like this, this is, um, this is, this is different. Yeah. Um, and I never knew that this was, I didn't know that this was something that I had to. Yeah. I just, out. I was like, wow, okay. This is, this is, yeah. It was, it was just, yeah. As when it's something that you're not aware of before. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this is. Oh, this is right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. And I think it was also, I mean, like, social sciences mm. um, also informed a lot of the work that I do now and, like, how I think about, like, well-being, mental health, mm. but also just, like, some of the the ways that you learn information, like, statistics about um, minority groups yeah. and, and that sort of thing was interesting because in lectures, people would be writing those notes down being like, okay, this would be a great addition in the third paragraph for this essay. Whereas I was like, oh, this is my experience as a black woman yeah, from yeah, a yeah. working class background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like layers of like things that I had to navigate, and it was just, it was, it was, yeah, it was a challenging time, um, just in that sense. But I think it helped me to really understand like my identity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you, you're forced to. It's either sink or swim. Like yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in those institutions for any for everyone as well. Like there's there's it's just I always say like the mix of uh the university like lifestyle is just oh, it doesn't surprise me that so many people struggle yeah it yeah. does not surprise me because it's there's there's a lack of care and there's a lack of like support in a lot of institutions not all but especially the especially in Bristol at the time I'm sure things well I hope things have changed but mm. it did feel like very disconnected from any sort of like pastoral like support system yeah 100% 100% um I think like I like to think I hope that things are changing now because there's much more of a conversation but definitely Mm. around around that time it was just like it wasn't wasn't a thing it just wasn't acknowledged you sort of felt like you were being kind of hung out to dry a little bit and just going like see what happens yeah deal with it go out yeah and you sort of realize the things that you're doing are actually really really damaging to yourself Mm. and also in my case to other people because we were just like oh this this feels like it's going to help yeah. so I'm going to do it without understanding that this is actually not going to be useful for anybody yeah. um, but it feels right <laughs> that's why so much time when something feels like or when something feels like it's going to be really good or it feels like it's going to be right and so much of the time it's not <laughs> so, so much the, I was saying this to my boyfriend the other day that has been a couple of times and I've like wanted to wanted to send a message to him and like and when I say this it's going to feel so good and every time I've done that I've been like delete <laughs> it's not going to go and do anything it's, it, it, will, it will be like Whoo, for about a minute and then I'll go oh fuck because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's coming from such a stupid place um so at this point in the podcast, we like to uh, ask you a question, which some people find very uncomfortable, but um, some people don't. Um, what are the things about you that you really love and cherish? Oh, well, that's a really lovely question. I think I'm going to take a minute for, yeah, take for that question. Yeah, you need. What do I really love and cherish? I think one thing that I like do really love that I do is that I I try and to improve like I really do try mm. like there's an issue um or if there's like some some sort of trauma if there's something that I'm experiencing I will buy a book and I will read that book and I will do my hardest I'll try my hardest to like you know like work through that and that's something that I'm always just like okay you know you know the like I, I, I rate that like I love that you do that 
That's um, ama- that's a yeah. really fucking cool thing. I don't think that's come up before. That like thing of not swerving, but actually going, oh, actually let's pay attention to this and let's let's learn. Yeah. Rather than just being like, well, blinkers. Yeah. And pretending to not know that 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 kind of idea of progress and not perfection. Yeah. Is um is really is really great at actually making the effort to be informed. Yeah. It's amazing because that takes. That takes energy and it takes work and it takes time. So much. To my detriment sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it takes time. Yeah. And um, it takes... I was kind of saying this the other day about, like, that understanding oneself, understanding other people, takes so much time and energy. And so many of us don't want to spend that time and energy on understanding. Yeah. It would be so much more fun to do other things. And no. so, like, taking that moment, I think that's a really amazing quality. Really okay. amazing. Oh, I love, I'm actually going to take that one for <laughs> 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 um, that's, that's something that's a really, really great yeah. one. Yeah. I would say, that would say that's probably the one quality that I'm like, yeah. And I and I feel like that's followed me throughout. Mm. That's, that stayed consistent. Mm. Um, and... I think another one that I think I'm like, yes, I love, love, love. I would say it's probably like, it's probably like the humour side of things. Yeah. But I think recently, actually, not recently, I think it's in the last year, maybe that's, um, maybe because I've processed more, I'm less on that side. But in the past, I, even though maybe it wasn't the healthiest, I did actually rate the fact that I would just be laughing at everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm number one for the homies. Like, I literally always, I would get into situations and be like, this one's for the homies. Like, it's another story. And like, yeah, story yeah, time yeah. for the girls. Like, the group chat's going to go crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, yeah. <laughs> not the best, but like, we, we had times, we had some times that group chat where like, we had some stories. And, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is maybe not so much like the human side of things, but I'm, I'm glad I always had like energy to try and to like to go back out into the world after like I felt like I've taken a hit. Yeah. So that resilience is something that I really yeah. respect. That bravery of going like, mm, no, I don't I, know. So many, like there could be a lot of this to go like, I'm going to retreat now and hide and not raise my head for quite for, for the winter I'm just going to go hibernate but actually going like no I'm back <laughs> and not only that but you know you can all pretend not to talk about it it's okay, that's okay let's talk about it and let's laugh about it fuck it yeah and that's just how because these things often do just turn into like great stories that we can eventually eventually laugh about it takes time and obviously mm-hmm. not all situations but there is there is so much um, joy and strength mm-hmm. to be found in these things and uh, taking ownership of them rather than just sort of letting them swell as this cloud in the corner where it's like, oh, there's no one looking at it. <laughs> it's, a, it's really great. It's like the just keep swimming. Yeah, my yeah, friend yeah. always says, like, every time I'm going through a difficult time, she's like, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That's right. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> we swim. Keep swimming. Keep swimming. <laughs> so, yeah, the final one would just be, I'm still here. Like, honestly. Yeah. yeah. We, we're here. What about you? I just want to ask you as well. My my main one is actually really similar. It's the one that I say is the um is the uh, bravery and resilience because mm-hmm. uh, what happened to me. Strange when I say what happened to me because I was there for it and obviously I made choices that were not good, but I was also had a neurological disorder that I wasn't aware of but that was informing me, um, and. Uh, so it does feel like something that happened 
to me rather than it to being than me as I am now operating. Um, and there was so much of it that was so humiliating. I was, I felt like um, I'd been put in the stocks and people were like throwing rotten tomatoes and everyone was going, look at, like, look at that. I don't think like as many people as I thought were doing it, were doing it but it was so, it was so exposing and so humiliating. And, um, uh, and I came back. And not only that, but when I'm going to share my story, because I think there are so many other people who will want to hide and to go, I'm not going to, no, 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 I'm not going to hide. And uh, I, I really love that strength because I never thought I was a strong person. I thought I was a really weak person for so long. I thought I was so weak. And, um, what? <laughs> Sorry, no, no. Um, I thought I was a really weak, really weak person, and and it turns out I wasn't. And that's and I was like, oh, that's such a cool realization. Oh my god, it's because I'm about to get my period. <laughs> oh my god, wait, 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 sorry. Just see, me and my friend have this thing where if we cry, we're like, no, it's just like I'm, I'm going to get my period. <laughs> and like when we check our app, and it's like nowhere near where. We just can't accept that. No, we're no, like, oh, no, no, it has to be horns. Oh, it's not the real. It's not the real. No, I am not doing this. Um, no, I do this. They literally, I'm just like, oh my god, like yeah. Mm, no, um, but it's 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 real. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm, yeah, it's uh, it's some. I went I went to my friend's birthday in Sausal. I hadn't seen for a while, and they and they literally <laughs> sat with me and went, "How do you come back from that?" And I was like with a lot of patience and strength and bravery and um she was like yeah fair enough and I was like yeah fucking cool <laughs> go <laughs> right on to the ground mate. god damn I'm awesome <laughs> <laughs> um so I think that uh that re- realization of strength after thinking believing you're a very weak person um as you may I appreciate that my answer oh fuck um I haven't that question. No, no, that's that's amazing. Um, Thank you for sharing. Uh, We have another portion of the podcast that we call Thank You Letters. We ask you to express gratitude for a person, a place, or a thing, or one of all three, but something, somewhere, someone for which you are grateful. Oh gosh, do you know you're like, I feel like Grammy's a water set. I know, I know. I've got to think about what the name is. I'm like, no. Okay, so I know exactly who I'm going to thank. Um, it's my best friend, Nazareth You, Yeah. Woo, lifeline. I always say that for me, going through the healing process has only been possible because I had a space where I could feel accepted and loved at my most vulnerable and at my worst. And having someone to affirm who I was mm-hmm. and like provide that capacity for love was so special and something that I really experienced like mm-hmm. when I was growing up. So shout out to my best friend for doing, for just being amazing and for just allowing me to like show up however I want to show up. And I think there's not many spaces, um, even like throughout my other friendships where it does feel as raw and as like safe as it does with my friend as raw. Mm. Um, and I hope I can even just provide like a sliver of that that mm. she does for me, you know. Mm. So honestly, I have to say that like, she is just just an incredible person, um, and I'm so grateful and blessed that she's in my life. Nice. Oh, I love it. 
is there anything coming up that you would like to discuss or promote while while you're here? I think do you know what I don't have anything to promote other than just taking the time to take care of yourself. And I think that is actually just the most important thing. Yeah. I love that. I'm just being like, I'm just gonna actually promote just the healing and yeah. self love rather than being like, I got it on That's that's true. Going to Australia. <laughs> Um, no, I think that's that's yeah, brilliant. Well, um, I'm gonna link everything down below, so please see the bio um, for the links and information. But thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. This has been really, really amazing, and just thank you for being so open and wonderful. And I've actually learned a lot in the last hour, so I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like this has been like a hug. Do you know what I mean? Like a little hug. <laughs> yeah. Also, Mickey hasn't been a nightmare today, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.